Hi, and welcome to the Reiki from the Farm podcast brought to you by me, Pam Allen LeBlanc from Hidden Brook Farm. I am a scientist, a businesswoman, and a licensed Reiki master teacher with the International Center for Reiki Training. Each week in this podcast, you'll be entertained as you learn about a wide variety of relevant Reiki topics, helping you become a more knowledgeable and effective Reiki practitioner. We caution you, though, this podcast may also dramatically improve your life, and we are so happy that you're here. In today's podcast, we are speaking with Jay Jackson from Las Vegas, Nevada. Jay has a great passion for the healing arts of Reiki. He loves sharing these beautiful energies with everyone he meets, especially his clients and students. And he's one of my favorite people. I'll tell you a little bit more about Jay, but before we begin, I'd like to remind you to subscribe to the podcast and to hop on over to our website, www.hiddenbrook.ca and sign up for our newsletter. I'd like to let you know that starting tomorrow, I have some licensed Reiki classes, ICRT licensed Reiki level one and two class tomorrow and a master's class later in the week. I also have animal communication October 25th the Sunday and Animal Reiki the following week and some more classes that you can check out in November and January. And in January, I have a Karuna Reiki class. And I'd also like to draw your attention to Jay's email address in the description. He also has online classes. My classes are all online and so are yours right now, Jay. Um, and Zoom Reiki sessions. He's got a Reiki Level 1 and 2 license class coming up the 5th and 6th of November and December 3rd and 4th, and a master's class December 9th, 10th, and 11th. And he's also working on an eight-week course about deepening your Reiki experience through Reiki principles, so keep your eyes open uh, for that. Welcome, Jay. Oh, thank you, Pam. I'm so excited to be here. I am too. So excited that you can be here. Just spending time with you is a treat. And so I'm really excited to share you with all of the listeners that are out there. Um, Just to let you know a little bit more about Jay, he is a licensed teacher with the International Center for Reiki Training, and he's demonstrated his commitment to his Reiki journey and fostering the Reiki paths of others as well. He grew up in the remote Blue Mountains of East Central Oregon, and he always loved to play with stones and crystals and study them. And later, his parents started a gem faceting business, cutting precious gemstones. By his late teens, he became a master faceter, and he found that if he studied a gemstone carefully and listened to it, he would come up with a design that ended up becoming an incredible work of art. In the late 90s, Jay started to study Reiki, and then in 2004, became a Reiki master teacher. And the call of the healing modalities kept calling him. So in August of 2004, he completed the massage program at the Utah College of Massage Therapy. Jay is both a Yusui Holy Fire Reiki master teacher and a Holy Fire Karuna Reiki master teacher, like I am. 
He continues to study Reiki and also crystal healing, sound healing, and sacred geometry and loves teaching classes on these subjects. Whenever he can, he teaches Reiki crystal healing with Infinite Light Healing Center in Sedona, Arizona. In addition to working as a massage therapist, Reiki master teacher, and crystal healing teacher, Jay is also a registered nurse in the intensive care unit at Centennial Hills Hospital in Las Vegas, Nevada. And he's been working in and out of different COVID units as well as with COVID patients during his tenure. And that's what we wanted to talk with him about today. But Jay loves to be a facilitator of healing and enjoys seeing enlightenment spark through others as he gains forever new insights. I'm so glad you could be here today. Oh, thank you. <laughs> and one of the things I wanted to mention is that I really do truly love, love seeing that spark and in insights and helping others understand. And even though we're talking about a very deep subject, you know, with COVID-19, it's important to remember the joy aspect that's there with COVID. And so even though we're going to talk about a very deep subject that's affected many people, we still need to focus in on the love, the healing, and the joy, and focus in on those types of aspects when we're talking about Reiki and what we're learning from COVID-19. So even though it's, it's affecting people in a very difficult ways for many people, you're still going to find me in a joyous state. That's one of the things I love about you. You can find the joy everywhere. Correct. And that's, and that's the beauty of Reiki is finding joy in everything. And you're so um, right. Reiki can change the perspective, can't it? You know, and we're talking about COVID and, and Reiki is a, is a beautiful thing to respond to COVID. Mm-hmm. I love how um, the beginnings of Reiki and, and the history of Reiki and that um, Yusui Sensei, his heart went out to everyone who was suffering after the Kanto earthquake that we learn in our, in our Reiki classes and in that history. And that really evolved Reiki for him. It evolved it and so that he saw how much need there was for this healing gift. And that's really what facilitated him training other people to try to help other people help other people. So to, to grow it. And, uh, and so we have that opportunity now with COVID is to re- respond to hardship with this love and light and with using Reiki to help other people. So that's uh, I, the beginnings of our, our Reiki history shows us and teaches us how we should be responding to these times of crisis. I love that you brought it back to that, Jay. I love it. You know, on that note, I wonder if you'd mind if we did a short invocation, and then I've got a lot of questions for you. Oh, you betcha. I love invocations. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to invite everyone listening, if you are able to close your eyes, take a deep breath and bring your hands into Gasho, activating your Reiki energy. And you can draw or imagine or invoke the Reiki symbols into your hands or in the room all around you. I'm just bringing the divine love, divine heart, the divine mind 
the energy of the earth and the energy from the source of all that is through your body. And earlier, Jay and I set an intention for this podcast, and I'd like to share that with you now. We hope that this podcast brings love and healing and support to anyone who is suffering because of COVID. We hope that it brings understanding to be able to look at this from a nurse's perspective and a nurse who has been able to employ Reiki. And we hope that this podcast assists anyone who is experiencing any anxiety or fear or hardship, any loss or worry. And so it is. Thank you. Well, Jay, I usually like to start the podcast by asking you to tell us a little bit about yourself and how Reiki found you. So Reiki found me by a newspaper ad in the (laughs) early 90s, really early 90s. So it was prior to internet Mm -hmm. and someone was advertising. They had like a half page ad or I mean, it was a significant ad about teaching a Reiki class. I have no idea who was teaching, who the teacher was, but I read it and something just zapped in my brain. And I just, I just knew that that was something that was going to be in my path. So I, at that particular time, I was not, didn't have the ego strength enough to follow that, but it stuck with me. Reiki, Reiki, Reiki was just on my brain. I love bookstores, especially old bookstores. I was in this old bookstore in, um, at the time I was living in Ogden, Utah. I found a book on Reiki. I was so excited. And this particular book, I've never found the book again. No. <laughs> <laughs> Don't remember the title or the author, but it, it chronicled this, this woman's healing journey through Reiki and what it did for her and how she was healed through Reiki. And it didn't teach anything about Reiki, except in just very general, general terms. But it was just fed the fuel to to that Reiki. And then because I'm one who loves to share insights, (laughs) um, I gave the book to another person who was interested in Reiki. So, um, and again, that was even before I actually had, had a Reiki class. Had you had a but Reiki session at that I had, point? No, no, I didn't know anyone. No. I didn't know anybody who had Reiki at that time. <laughs> and uh, so I was teaching people about Reiki long before I'd even gone to a Reiki class. <laughs> and uh, that's wow. how, how it has affected me. So then after a certain amount of time, I was able to find um, one of the instructors at the massage therapy school that I was um, attending. Um, was a Reiki master. And so she taught me Reiki. Well, she didn't teach me anything about Reiki, actually. <laughs> um, but by that time, I, there were some resources online. The internet was starting to, to come into play in the early 2000s. You got your attunement in that class. So I got my attunement. Okay. And, uh, and I was prepared for it. Yes. I received the attunement. And so even though she didn't actually teach me anything, 
the attunement was very, very powerful for me. And then I went on to um, receive the master attunement from her. Then it, later on, shortly after that time, then I discovered the International Center for Reiki Training. And I was really, really interested in um, what they were doing. I, I loved the fact that William was challenging notions about Reiki and finding evidence about how Reiki's origins were. And these things made a lot of sense to me. So I had been on William's email list and I attended a um, massage therapy state convention in Utah. And there were two or three people who had little teeny tiny booths at this convention. And one was Lisa Ross Walker, who now goes by Lisa Starana. And Lisa is just the most beautiful, glowing person you'll ever meet. She, at that time, was in the process of becoming licensed. So she had not been licensed at that time. And so I saw the purple book on her, her table. <laughs> I know that purple book. That purple book. <laughs> and so I had the opportunity then to take um, classes with Lisa. And then that really changed and increased my, my practice and teaching. Because prior to that time, I was teaching, actually teaching before I met Lisa. And I actually had created my own manual. was doing attunements. I, I gave four attunements for level one. Yes. And that was a style, I think. That was a style. And, and yes. it was beautiful. It is. Um, so that was kind of my start. And so since that time, I've have been able to work with some phenomenal Reiki teachers, multiple classes with Lisa. And then I was able to find my way down to Peace Place in Sedona, Arizona, and meet Michael and Laurel, who are just some of the most beautiful energetic beings you'll ever meet. I was able to take Laurel's crystal healing classes and, um, and they also take some of the Reiki classes and I would repeat Reiki classes. Hey, I love repeating Reiki classes. Oh, I learn something so new every time, even if every it's the same teacher. Exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I encourage people to try to retake classes as they can so that they can continue to d deepen and develop their, their Reiki connection. Yeah. After that, uh, I had the wonderful opportunity of taking a seven-day class with William Rand and Colleen Bonelli in, in Hana, Hawaii. And that was the very, very first Holy Fire Karuna Reiki class that William taught. So it was the second Holy Fire class he taught, but it was the very first Holy Fire Reiki class. And it was just absolutely beautiful. And then to get to know Colleen Benelli on a personal level was just awesome. And to be able to work with William and to gain the insights that he had were just absolutely beautiful. And then as, as I was starting into the licensing program, then I had Robin first out of Bend, Oregon was my mentor. Nice. And so she had such she's a beautiful, fantastic. she's fantastic. <laughs> and she has very different perspectives that some of the others didn't have. So it's just wonderful how the energy guides us and directs us and, and teaches us. And so as a, in the licensing program, it just isn't that we sign a little paper. No, and there's over a thousand a lot of training. It's <laughs> a lot of work in the training process. And we retake, we retake the classes and we reteach the classes multiple times as we we're learning that that process and and so then i found in that process that one of our i think one of our goals and with reiki is to be reiki mm. and i started finding that i was able to 
be Reiki. All those notions of having to put protection out around me when I'm doing a session just disappeared, just yeah. melted away because I, I was able to, Reiki was beaming around me. Mm-hmm. And it was looking after things. And it was looking after yeah. things. Yeah. Uh, you know, some of my first teachings was that, okay, you can't do Reiki on a broken limb right after because it would, it would might heal it too quickly. Um, but then I've learned, oh my gosh, Reiki is so much more intelligent than that. It knows so much more than I'll ever know. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to do harm. It's not going to do injury. In fact, it sets the bone before it, it heals it. Yes, it does heal it very quickly. But it very helps it very quickly. <laughs> but it, uh, it might help guide you to the right surgeon. Practitioner, yes. Um, and, and I actually had that experience. <laughs> Really? Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Um, But it was also a blessing. I I was Valentine's Day. I was working as a massage therapist at a massage in in Utah and it had snowed. And I walked outside to go get some treats in the car for the other staff members. And I felt myself starting to go down. I said, tuck your arms, tuck your arms. And at the last minute, my left arm popped out and snapped. And uh, the first surgeon that I was to go with, uh, no, he was not the surgeon. And so then I was able to get a, a surgeon. It took a long time to heal, but it healed. And um, it was a good experience that way. I mean, from that way. When did nursing enter into this for you, Jay? Because at some so, point that came along. So, so I was doing Reiki before I became a nurse. So nursing yeah. is a second career for me. Yeah. And um, so I started nursing school a little over 10 years ago. Okay. So that was a, I worked for Verizon Wireless mm-hmm. and I had a very good job in Verizon Wireless, but it wasn't really fulfilling for me. But you just don't quit a good job. Our just mentality just does not allow us, even though the energy was pushing me in other directions, you don't quit a good job. And I was very interested in nursing. I'd been in ner- interested in nursing for many years. Mm-hmm. I I'm even one time saw the University of Phoenix was offering, you know, a, their BSN program online. And so I called them, not realizing you had to be a nurse, an uh, associate level nurse to be able to enter into their program. And so that was kind of in my mind. And then one day on the sixth, the anniversary of my 16th year at Verizon Wireless, um, we had a major layoff in the company. Oh, wow. So... It was a huge financial hit for me and it ended up losing my house. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew that I could not, I had to do something. I could not just be looking for a job and the economy at that time was, re- you know, really, really poor. So, you know, that was 2009 was really tough. And so I had to have a plan. Mm-hmm. And so fortunately for me, um, in my area, that we were working for a month. They gave us a notice, and we were still going to work for a month. And did you say that it was 2009? Because I think it was 2009. When, that's yeah. when my company closed. And I... Yeah. So fortunately, I still was doing massage therapy at the time and was still doing some Reiki sessions. So I had planned. So the Monday after my last day at work at Verizon Wireless, I had enrolled into a CNA program because most of the nursing schools required you to have a CNA certificate in order to start their programs. And that's where I just went from there. And then I, but I can remember after losing the house 
and how difficult that was. I was excited to be going into nursing. And the message I got was, this will be restored. Mm. This will be restored. And those are hard things to hear when you've lost so much as you, what you worked so hard for. But obviously nursing for me was part of my calling. Um, and you may not have gotten to it. Right. Oh, I, I wouldn't have. Oh my gosh, no. And, yeah. uh, and then it didn't allow me to practice Reiki in much deeper, deeper ways. Being able to use Reiki in the hospital in general is incredible. What do so, you notice? So one of the things that's fascinating about Reiki is that it can shine the divine light in anyone. So we can see that spark of divine light in anybody. And so I would notice several different times having somebody who was being very, very difficult. If we allow Reiki to shine through us, we can find the divine light in everybody. And that divine light will help us see the true nature of that person. One experience that I had, so I'd only been a nurse a year or two, and I was working in Park City, Utah, beautiful little hospital up there. And one of my coworkers just came to me. She was just beside herself. She goes, oh, you know, she goes, Mr. So-and-so in 106, uh, he's just driving me crazy. He's, you know, uh, I, you know, just zapping all my energy from me. And she goes, can you do some Reiki on me? Well, I said, sure. So he's there, I'm with her, and I'll just, just do a quick little beaming of energy to her. And she was able to take a couple of deep breaths. And she's, oh, thank you, thank you. She goes, now, will you go hang this fluid for me? <laughs> On the patient, I said, and I said, no. I said, you can go hang the fluid. She goes, oh, no, 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 he's just zapping my energy. I said, okay, well, let's go together. We go into the room, and the patient's there, and we hang the fluid, and and get everything started. And we walk out and, and the nurse says, what did you do? <laughs> I said, what, what do you think? He goes, he was a totally different person. The reality was that she was a different person. Yes. So that was just a fascinating experience that I had. And then I would have experiences where I would find people who were, who were really had despicable lives. They were just not very good people, honestly. And I'd walk into those rooms and the divine light of that person would shine through. And I would find how much love the divine had for them. And then I was going, oh my gosh, now I have to treat you with love and kindness because the divine truly loves you and cares for you intimately. And you know, with people like that, Jay, I find that they're already being so hard on themselves. Absolutely. That they don't need people being hard on them they need the love and and light from the divine and that the reiki allows us to bring through so it's with them when we're shining that divine light onto people we can help them find ways to heal on spiritual emotional levels because a lot of our illness stems from life choices that we've made emotional uh, if if we're depressed it's hard to heal physically yes if we're depressed um, and this is where COVID comes into play. So segueing into COVID. COVID is a very interesting illness and in how it affects people. Um, you know, I hear people say, oh, it's just the flu. No, it's not just the flu. Um, it affects people very, very differently. Some of the initial symptoms resemble the flu, but what it does into the body is very, very different. Yes. So when people get sick with COVID, if they were sick with the flu, they knew they would get better. Mm -hmm. Most of these people, most of these people knew they would get better. They don't know that when they get sick with COVID because so many people have died from COVID. 
So that's weighing on their, on their minds. And they're having very significant symptoms that are very, very disconcerting. So when it's hard to breathe, if you're a 25 year old and you're having a hard time breathing, it's scary. Mm. But what's interesting too, is that when the patient is in there, we've maxed out all the oxygen and they are fearful and they're struggling to breathe because of that fear. It's hampering their breathing mechanism. Right. They're even tightening more. Up. But when they can relax, their oxygen levels go up. So with our COVID patients, there's because they're isolated, because yeah. of the symptoms they're having, there is a lot of fear. And these patients aren't sick for just a few days. Mm -hmm. Some of these patients are sick for weeks. Yeah. I have seen patients who should have survived COVID, mm -hmm. but died because they gave up. Oh. Um, they just didn't have the strength to continue. Um, you know, one gentleman in particular, he just stopped eating, just gave up. And now, mind you, he would be on a long-term requirement of high volumes of oxygen for the remainder of his life, but he just gave up. And, you know, and, and that's okay if that, you know, if that, that, if that's your choice and I would, I would honor and re respect that, but then there's so much fear of, from family members. They're not able to see their loved one. They really can't see what's going on. That must and be so as a, as a nurse, I would have to remember that when I'm working with these people and I would have to try to reach out to them proactively explain what's going on and give them a real picture of what's going on. I would ask them how they're doing because when, when they could see that I was concerned about their welfare, they knew that I was taking care of their loved one's welfare. And I would use Reiki to reach out in ways to help them. Sometimes in some one one gentleman, I had both his mom and dad in the hospital. I was taking care of his mom. His dad was on another unit and he was sick of COVID, but he was at home and he was panicked and worried about his own self because he, he was feeling symptoms, but yet his mom and dad were in the hospital. And just to send that love to him and then send the love to his mom and dad to kind of help ease things through. This gives us the opportunity to be compassionate and loving people. Mm. Um, so there's so much going on in our world right now that's creating a lot of division. Reiki tells us that we shouldn't be divisive. We need to be acting with love. We don't have room for anger. There isn't room for worry. We need to, sh we need to come from a heart of space of love as we're working with everybody. We need to love and respect people of all different backgrounds. I have reflected a lot on our history, our world history. And, um, you know, most of us have had pretty enchanted lives. Yes, compared you know, to our ancestors. Compared to our ancestors. I, you know, look at my grandparents. My grandparents' first house was in northern Idaho. It was tar paper shack. My grandparents said that when they moved into their house, it took every pot and pan and bowl they had to catch the leaking water <laughs> on the roof. <laughs> but you know what? They didn't complain about it. That was that oh. was life. But things were difficult and hard. They had multiple of diseases that we don't have today. Polio. They had smallpox. They didn't have vaccines for flus. So there was measles was uh, a huge 
issue that that they you know so we haven't experienced anything near the hardships that they experience and so in some ways we need to toughen up (laughs) and become more loving creatures our grandparents generation were about supporting and loving each other communities came together in times of hardship and that's what we need to do as a reiki community and that's what we need to do in our own community is serving each other because we're we're kind of in this electronic age many of us don't know our neighbors like we did even 20 30 years ago um are there people within your own street that need someone to be checked on now mind you you can't go to their door so my neighborhood has a facebook group and so we're able to check on each other through facebook so i'm getting to know my neighbors in ways i never knew before and um if you're part of a church congregation make sure you're reach even though you may not be in church leadership check in on on the people within your congregation check in on someone that you really don't even know maybe they need to develop a relationship they need someone to have felt that fellowship with what are some other things you're you're giving us a list what are some other things that people can do with their reiki jay um and to help in this situation so again, they can make that divine connection with those people. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed quite a difference in your nursing when you're able to do that, when you're able to bring Reiki into the... So one of the, there are several different things I do with Reiki, and especially in the COVID unit. Mm-hmm. I'm able to offer genuine love to that person, which they can feel. With patients who are in the isolation rooms, we're supposed to limit our contact with that patient. But when I do go in, I make meaningful contact. So I'm using Reiki. I'm beaming out Reiki to that person and letting them know that we're there for them. We're supporting them. You know, yes, I'm gowned up. I have a mask. I have a shield. I have gown and gloves. But I'll still make an energetic connection with that person. I'll still touch that person and just send them that love and reassurance. I will tell them to smile. I tell them this is because it's a mental game. You have to have the mental strength to get through it. Mm. The other thing is, is that the impact on the other nurses. There were times when, especially in our ICUs and even in our intermediate care units, we would have multiple deaths a day from COVID. We would code patients multiple times. And we had so many people that you didn't have a time to breathe for another extremely sick person took that space and took that room. And what's interesting is that the heart of nursing really comes out in people. So the people who really have a heart of a nurse are equipped to help work through that. If you don't have an, a nursing mentality, it becomes much more difficult. Mm-hmm. So it kind of shows who, who people who got into nursing because they have passion for nursing. But even with that, it's very discouraging. So I, as someone who um, beams out Reiki, I'm out and proud as a Reiki practitioner at my work. And, so everybody, you don't have any resistance to that, Jay? I have no resistance to that. And so I have nurses, I'll see their energy. I see them depleted yes. um, and frustrated. And I'll put my hands on their shoulders and I'll be Reiki to them. And they, they'll be receptive to it. Yeah. One non-COVID experience, I have to tell you, but I have a, a beautiful neurologist 
And she, you know, she goes, oh, you do Reiki, Jay? She goes, well, she goes, well, can you do something for me? And she said, I just like to want to feel it. And she's a very type A personality, very brilliant as a neurologist. And so I go and I just go sit there and do Reiki on her. And then I do it for, a, you know, a minute or so. And she's going, okay, okay, well, thank you. Because, <laughs> you know, it's one thing if you don't feel anything, but if you do feel something, oh my gosh, how do you process that? <laughs> so, yeah, so everybody knows that I do Reiki. That's they know great. that I do crystals. Mm-hmm. Um, one particular time I had a doctor, um, she was a surgeon and this patient had everything they could see, all the symptoms of a gallbladder. They, things weren't being visualized very well on the x-ray studies. They take this patient to surgery and come to find out the patient didn't have a gallbladder. They had had it removed many years before and they weren't a very good historian to say that they had already had their gallbladder removed. And so this surgeon was talking to their doctor, then a hospitalist, and she's going, she goes, Jay will do more for that patient with his Reiki and crystals than we ever did in surgeries. (laughs) So it's, it's a joy to be able to just be who we are and be Reiki. And yes, some people may think I'm weird. That's okay. Please think I'm weird. That's fine. I am who I am. And Reiki is, who, is a part of who I am. Need Reiki, it's here. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. And uh, so I'll have nurses seek me out, especially during COVID, for quick wow. Reiki treatments. I'll have them text me if I'm not at work when things are tough. For instance, so even though I've changed hospitals, yesterday, some of the nurses I just who I absolutely adore, um, they lost a 24-year-old patient. Mm-hmm. And it, they had been treating this patient for weeks. So they yeah. all knew this patient and her family intimately. And it was it's extremely difficult to have all those efforts and, and, and to have that loss and then to see the grief. And so a lot of Reiki and a lot of love was going out last night to them and to that family. Helping my coworkers is, is essential so that we can get through it and so that we can shine light and love and we can remove the fear. And I think uh, that's a big thing. And you talked about some of the beauty and some of the positive things that have come from COVID. And early on, I just checked in with the energy and the energy said, this is a reset button. This is an opportunity for people to examine their priorities and make sure that they're living according to them. And I've noticed getting back to families and like you said, getting to know your neighbors. And what are some of the positive things that you're seeing from COVID being as you're really on the front lines in one of the most difficult parts of this disease and of this. Well, the one thing is challenging our fear. Mm -hmm. So if I go to work in that fear environment, if I'm afraid of COVID, how am I going to be as a nurse, as a practitioner? If I continue in that fear, I'm going to make more mistakes. I'm not going to be able to offer the same level of compassionate care if I'm in that state of fear. So early on, I really had to check in with Reiki and I just had to realize, okay, you know what? I'm a little bit older than most of my nursing peers. Um, I have some comorbidities. I have some weight on me. I'm, I may not have a chance of surviving COVID if I get COVID. Mm-hmm. I had to be okay with my mortality. And wow. really, if I get COVID and I die, it's okay. So I had to come from that frame so that I could be present 
there. So for me, this inside job with COVID was really helping me that I still had place and purpose and that none of this other stuff matters. And so I'm pretty lighthearted at work. I'm one who sings and whistles. I greet everybody. Pre-COVID, I would hug everybody. I'm not your typical ICU nurse because a lot of them are more A personality type people who are very, very good at titrating drips and doing what they do. And I honor and respect that the need for that type of personality. But even in those times of crisis, I bring an energy to them and to the unit of love and mm -hmm. helping everyone else decompress from that, that fear. Then I started seeing nurses do incredible things like take their own cell phone into a patient's room so that the family can have a video chat in the last moments with this patient. And so they could all say their goodbyes, which were beautiful, beautiful tributes to, to this person's life. And seeing these nurses being able to expand their humanity was just a beautiful, beautiful thing. I was so proud of some of my coworkers mm -hmm. and how much compassion and love that they had for the patients and the families, advocating for the different needs for the patients. It was just, it's just remarkable to see that. And so I love how Reiki has helped facilitate that. The other thing I think is what COVID has done is, and as a Reiki community, especially with the, those of us in the licensed teachers, it really has changed how we can do business. So it helped us see. One of the messages I got early on in the COVID, I can re remember exactly where I was at. I was thinking Reiki is going to respond to COVID in a huge way. Mm -hmm. I got that message very, very clearly. And then when it was announced that we were going to receive empowerments to be able to teach online through video chat or through Zoom type applications, I was really resistant because I love the in-person classes. I just really do believe on the importance of the in-person experience. I had to step back and take a good deep breath and remind myself that Reiki told me that it was going to respond COVID in a very big way. Yes. And that was what it was. And aren't the and, online classes wonderful? And now the online classes and, and the Zoom experience, and we're having beautiful experiences. Some of the students I have are just such beautiful people. And some of them are people that I would not have been able to travel to me in the beginning from, from multiple different places. And then also some of the sessions I'm now facilitating because of it via Zoom is, is, is absolutely beautiful. But I also think it's time in general to check with our families, check in and know what all of our wishes are when it comes to those critical moments. So not even people who are COVID um, are being affected with this because it affects all of the patients in the hospital. So right now our hospitals are still closed to visitors. So you have somebody who is 87, 92 years old who has some dementia and they're in a room and there are no visitors. We get ICU psychosis much more. We're seeing a lot more ICU psychosis because of that. And so we're trying to come up with more ways to keep those people intact and those visitations 
intact. Yeah, so there's a, those are things to rem be remember as well. It's not just people who are COVID positive or being affected. It's anyone with severe health conditions. Because even in our nursing homes, our nursing homes are still in lockdown. Right. Um, and so, so we still need to find ways. I, I've seen people get iPhones for their grandparents. Mm -hmm. There are several different, like a grandpad. There, there are different types of uh, devices that are very easy for the elderly to navigate to do video chatting with. These are important things for us to do. But I, I think one of the biggest things for us as Reiki practitioners is to stay grounded within our Reiki principles. And to remember that just for today, I will not worry. Just for today, I will not be angry. Be yeah. grateful. There's so much to be grateful. Do we need to stay within our meditation? We need to be honest in what we're doing, not taking advantage of people. There are plenty of people who are taking the opportunity to prey on people during COVID. Um, I'm sure to hear that. It's, I think it's right now is the time for Reiki to be expanding and us as practitioners to expand what we're doing. There are people who are searching for us right now. They're searching for those resources to find that peace. And I think we have a responsibility to show up for them in a big way. And I'll be at the first to, to admit that I, I need to do better at that myself to be able to be um, a better resource for people in general, because people need what we have. I think that's one of the motivations that I had behind creating the podcast is that I just realized it was an opportunity to reach people and help people. And I guess the technology opened up the way for that, which is unusual because I was very resistant to technology uh, at the beginning, Jay. Before we move into our prayer, um, what advice do you have for people? How can people help their loved ones help themselves if they are affected by COVID or their loved ones are? How do we use Reiki for that? You know, one thing that from a physiological standpoint, and this is something for, for me as well, is to find somebody who can teach you some breath work. Mm -hmm. Find some breath work. So there, there are people who teach beautiful breath work and, and, that, and that's an energetic practice. So if you can expand your lungs and that's going to help you if you do get COVID. <laughs> so if you're able to use your lungs. So, so we need that preventative measure. Yeah. And to use that Reiki to teach you to keep yourself mentally healthy, using Reiki to keep yourself mentally healthy is going to be very, very important. So, I mean, you know, we, we all get little symptoms of different things. We have allergies going on and, and then we go, <gasps> you know, do I have COVID, you know, right. the thing. And, so, and then I, th I would just put myself, okay, my body is just developing a beautiful immune system. And so it's moving out of the fear. Moving out of the fear. And then Pam and Don McMahon at our Reiki retreats. Every little cell in our body's happy. Every little cell in our body's well. I mean, so those types of things, talking to our body, sending energy to the cells of our body to be able to respond appropriately is something that we can be doing and that we can be doing with our families. Again, even though we're people who, you know, there are people who, don't believe in masks and the people who believe in masks realize that someone may be wearing a mask just out of respect. It's not that they're fearful. And then realizing that someone may not be wearing a mask because they have a medical condition that's really going to cause them grief if they do wear a mask. Don't judge. 
So it's just uh, looking, trying to just be aware that one of the things that Colleen has said is there's 7 billion people on the planet and they're each coming from 7 billion different perspectives. And so Absolutely. just be aware. So even again, as I've seen some very sad, sad, sad circumstances with COVID. I bet. And um, with, with our patients being in the hospital and, and losing, people losing family members. Um, a lot of these people did, yes, have comorbidities, but it's still, it's never easy to lose someone that you love. But we have the opportunity to still find joy in our lives, still continue to not allow that to weigh on us. Still, when those, even when we lose those people, last week I had a, a woman who was 40 years old with a 16-year-old daughter who passed away from COVID. And the tribute that the family will give to that person is beautiful. And those are the types of things that we need to do is give the tribute and honor those people and realize that they're still going to be with us and that they're going to love and support us in ways that we don't even can't even imagine. So that's some of the beauties of of what Reiki's going to can do for us. Jay, thank you. And thank you for the work that you're doing both with Reiki and nursing and just the love that's pouring out of your heart for these people who so need it right now. We are going to move into our meditation at this point. And before we do, I want to invite you to join us next week when we talk about how having a Reiki mentor can improve your Reiki practice. And Jay and I have both experienced um, the benefits of a Reiki mentor that's part of our licensed teacher program. And uh, so we're going to be talking about that. Before we do begin the meditation today, I'd just like to remind you, if you are driving or someplace where you need to stay alert, sometimes these meditations can go deep. So I would just like to invite you to either find a safe spot where you can pull over and enjoy it, or just pause until a time when you can give your attention to it and not cause any danger to yourself. So for today's meditation, I'm going to start and then Jay is going to bring it home. <laughs> so, I'm going to invite you to close your eyes and take some deep breaths and just begin letting go. Letting go of any loneliness or worry or fear, any stress or grief or anxiety you may be feeling as a result of the times if you're feeling financial burden or isolation or overwhelm, I invite you to release those as well to the Reiki energy. And any sorrow, you can let that go. And we just invite the energy of Reiki to flow through us now, reminding us just for today I will not worry. I will not be angry. I will be grateful. I will be devoted to my work and I will be kind to all living things. Understanding that we may not always understand the perspective 
of the people around us. We cannot know what they are going through. I'm so inviting Reiki to lead the way. We send Reiki now from our hearts with love to all of the healthcare workers who have had to face their own mortality in order to be in service to others. All of you brave, wonderful people who are helping others at sometimes risk to themselves and disruption within their families. We love and appreciate you and we send gratitude to your families who are also making sacrifices. We send Reiki now to anyone who is suffering with COVID or any other health condition and to their families and loved ones. We send energy and Reiki to anyone who is affected by COVID at all. And we take a moment as well to invite the Reiki energy to surround every cell in our body, every part of our being with beautiful love and light, Reiki energy. And we invite the light of health, the frequency of health and hope and vitality to flow through us now, letting go of the fear in as much as we are able so that we can, with every decision and every step forward, move into a space of love. And if we are experiencing any anxiety or depression, frustration, anger, fear, we release those now with love. We invite the energy of hope and health love and then vitality to take their place. We invite our immune systems to receive the Reiki energy so that they are functioning in the best way possible for our health. Jay, do you want to add to that? As we start to deep breathe and relax into the beautiful energy of Reiki, take another deep breath in and out. Beautiful constellation of stars appears up overhead. These beautiful bright lights of stars are coming towards you. And a star starts to merge into each of your chakras. Your crown chakra star comes in and lightens up that chakra into your forehead, a beautiful star comes in 
Feel the energy of that star and the Reiki energy that's coming from that star and that love into your throat chakra. Another star appears. Another one comes into your heart chakra, your solar plexus, down into your abdomen and into your root chakra. Feel the buzzing of those lights and energy converge together you and giving you the connection of wisdom to know how you can respond in times of crisis as a Reiki teacher and practitioner that you'll be able to rise up in your Reiki and find the joy of practicing Reiki now. Allow those lights to continue to shine specific information for you to how you can evolve as a Reiki practitioner for this time. to leave you in this meditation as long as you feel guided to stay here. Thank you so much for joining us today and thank you, Jay. Namaste. Namaste.